Welcome to episode number seven of the WIM podcast. That's WWIM podcast, Women Who Inspire Me. Our guest today is the beautiful, lovely, creative, hilarious, empathetic, caring Stacy. Kendro, thank you so much for coming on oh, today, Stacey. Wow, that was a cool <laughs> intro. I <laughs> well, got empathetic before. Okay. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> angle. I like that. Not true. It's true. Yeah, it's sure. Very true. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us your life story, Stacy. What, oh. what 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 made you, Stacy, the Stacy Kendro that we have here today? That's always your opening question. No, I don't no, know. I really, no, no. <laughs> no. You talk about whatever you want. But. No, no. Um, you know, how far back do you want to go? I mean, um, you grew up in Massachusetts, right? I did. Yeah. Um, I was in Tewksbury. Um, sort of a lot of trauma when I was younger. Mm. My mother had mental illness. Um, God, this is terrible to open with this. Well, well, this is, but it's who you are. But that. it's made. It's what made you who it's you are today. So, yeah part of it um so unfortunately she just you know back then she was in therapy and everything but they didn't have quite i think the understanding with meds and how to treat she was never like officially diagnosed either but uh, there's a lot of things a lot of factors uh i don't want to get into all of them yeah no we yeah, had a stillborn after so well, my sister was born my sister's uh developmentally disabled and um autistic so highly special needs wicked mm. hyperactive so just way more of a handful than and, and then back then you know they didn't have like the concept of you need help when you have a kid like that like it's okay to have someone even live in the house or have a program or you know oh, they didn't even have the like this this person needs this kind of help this person needs the, it was just you're not normal so like, you know, I'm talking all... about for families. Oh, gotcha. Oh, I gotcha. So, Sorry. Yeah. Um, there was very little. There was yeah. probably something out there. I think, you know, I, I can't speak for them. I don't know exactly what it was like. But, you know, they they it would have helped a lot if she, my mother already had kind of emotional problems, already had some mental illness going on, and then dealing with that kind of a challenge. And then no grandparents or even my aunts and uncles, they're all from Philly. Yeah. Oh, geez. So no one's in, in uh, Boston, you know what I mean? So taking that on, and then, um, I don't know. I mean, my parents might have been mismatched. They're really products of the 50s, so their idea of what marriage is mm -hmm. and then actually being in the seventies after Gloria Steinem and after things are changing those, those like rigid gender roles. I think my father like probably scolded my mother for her mental illness instead mm -hmm. of like trying to help her. Right. Um, but that just comes from like he, his parents are immigrants from Albania. So, mm -hmm. you know, sort of old, old world thinking. Right. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Then after I was born, I think they they had a baby they they had a baby to be like the savior baby mm. of their marriage and it was a boy and it was stillborn. Oh jeez. And that was sort of I think the end for my mother. She had like a nervous breakdown. She went to McLean's, and she like left. And I was like six. Wow. And then my sister went to it's t it's terrible. I can't even get into. It, but she went yeah. to like foster care yeah, and stuff. Yeah. It was really bad. So then, my father and I. So I ended up living with my father in Brookline. Um, and I was so little. I mean, you're yeah. so little at that age. I mean, it's like, why do you do stand up? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I need to laugh because of yeah. all this, you know? Right. Um, 
So Brookline sort of was good for me. I, I, I got a lot of friends. It was like the city. And it was like resources. I did like dance mm. and I did, you know, I got a lot of friends. And I guess, you know, friends, mothers and babysitters are what helped. Actually, this is funny. So one of the babysitters, right? So we lived in this big apartment complex in Brookline, like near Brighton. Yep. Near Comab. So in this apartment complex, remember Shanana? The show? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the group. Yeah. So remember the group Shanana? So the one who, there was two guys who sang the romantic songs. Yeah. So it was one of those guys' mother. That was my babysitter. Whoa! Yes, <laughs> yes. And he so would she visit. Get in, you get you into it? Or? I would stay like for like the whole weekend with her in her apartment. And um, sometimes he'd be visiting, and he'd be singing through the apartment. And what a beautiful voice wow. he had! Oh my god! Yeah. So that was one of my <laughs> babysitters. But um, so I think things started to kind of even out a little bit in Brookline. Yeah. Um, and then I got a little bit older. I would visit my mother. My mother lived in this weird residence with other depressive women. Oh, jeez. So, okay. So that's that. Um, we played ping pong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what depressed people do. So then, um, then there was another wrench thrown in my story because my father met this alcoholic and decided to marry her. Ugh. So then we had to go to her house uh. in Needham, which I hate Needham to this day. <laughs> because of that. So anyway, so so that kind of wrecked my life. That wrecked my life because they had a terrible marriage. They were drunk. They were fighting. Jesus. So that was like three years of that. And then, um, thank God, in the summers I went to Philly and stayed with my grandmother, my Albanian grandmother. Yeah. And I think that's like kind of saved me. Okay. Wow. You know. Um, so. A lot of trauma to deal with. A lot of trauma. Growing up. I think I'm still, yeah. It's still, yeah. Do we really ever get. 100% over stuff. I don't well, I think I, I stuffed it all down. Yeah, okay. You know, that's what people can tend to do, I think. <laughs> you know, or try to, you know, try to like save face too. Like right. it, people probably wouldn't have known it about me. Some people did, but you know, you know, you hide it, you learn to hide it yeah. well. But that's not dealing with it. Right. Yeah, it took me a long time to figure out how to deal with yeah. it. So, yeah. But you persevered, you graduate, you know, you graduated high school, you got you know you went on you still yeah a productive member of society oh well sorry right. yeah <laughs> well maybe not. still <laughs> maybe not the jury's still out on that one <laughs> um no but i went to northeastern like you know yeah. that was a big accomplishment for me because in high school i was kind of like i fucked off oh, i okay. smoked pot and stuff yeah. and like was like fuck this and then then actually when i when i graduated high school i sort of straightened out and um, I went to Northeastern and graduated with honors. So that wow, was a big, nice. yeah, in art and theater. So, um, so I'm definitely. Art, which you are an artist, yeah. correct? So yeah, is that I where, is that where you, Were you doing that in high school or did Northeastern yes. kind of, okay. Yeah, I was doing it in high school. I just could draw. I, yeah. Nobody showed me. I could just right. do it. So uh, in college, like, I went to Northeastern because I wanted to do other stuff too. Uh, I learned about other things. But I also, you know, developed my talent mm. and, and brought it into some sculpture but more painting yeah and then i went to mass art for like part-time for like a couple years oh i did and did that. even more studio work so i was like an obsessive painter for like 10 years but you know what happened and i was thinking about this the other day because i was like you know it's so weird that i loved painting and stuff but it was so isolating you know you're by, yeah, yourself. You're by yourself it's almost mm. like writing so mm. i was around stand-up so much because i worked at nick's comedy stop as a waitress. <laughs> 
and for years. So I was around it, and I just like kept looking at that probably like because it, it's so social, yeah, and it's so you're connecting with people, and I think that attracted me oh, to sure. it. Yeah. So I sort of eventually uh, painting kind of got eclipsed out of my mm. life. I mean, I still have made paintings here and there, but it, uh, nothing like I used to paint mm. all the time. I used to be in my studio like five days a week. Yeah. Um, in Dorchester. But anyway. And then you did an open mic? like. And mixed, then I or? did an open mic. Yeah. I think I did The Vault the first time. Okay, yeah. Oh, my God. The Vault. I, <laughs> I, I only went to one show there. I went to a show. I never performed there. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I, I had been in, you know, into stand-up probably since junior high, high school. But I would just listen to it and watch it. The first actual live comedy show I went to was in The Vault. And it was an open mic. It was a sun. I think they did them on Sundays back yeah. then. So, yeah. Um, and I was like, wow. And, but it never, I never even, I, I think I was a freshman in college when I went to that show or no, I went to shows before that. Anyway, um, I never said, oh, I want to do that, but I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, but, their, their mic is good or yeah. was good. Oh, it was amazing. Because right. Cause it like pros would drop yeah, in. Right. So they, so it wasn't like terrible, right. terrible open mic. <laughs> There's so many of them. Who ran it? Dick Doherty. Yeah. And then, and then, um, and he had his, other people run it for him, but yeah. then his wife right. eventually, but. It was it was his room. It was it was a cool. It was room. great. I, used, I, mean, I used to yeah, drop in and watch I, my friends. I've heard stories. Yeah. Yeah. How did your first one go? Uh, well, I didn't know I was going on. Oh, jeez. So somebody told the MC like, bring her on. She's funny. She al- she's always making jokes at, at Nick's, you know, waitressing and stuff. Mm. She she's funny. I know she's going to be funny. Put her on. So. So the MC, I went to go see like I think it was Dan Miller or somebody mm. like that. Just like you know, my you know, waitresses used to go there after our shift yeah. and like have a drink and watch right. other watch more comedy but because <laughs> anyway, our friends all did it so we're there and anyway the mc it was john david <laughs> oh <cool>. introduces me <laughs> and i'm like looking around like at first i got like a wave of like first i think i was just like no that's ridiculous even <laughs> though i sort of wanted to yeah and then my friend's like no 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 you have to go 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 and they sort of egged me on i was like no no okay and then I went <laughs> up. So I didn't really have anything prepared. I just told some story about one of the waitresses. And, you know, I was doing this, like, with the light and right. stuff. And it was a little bit awkward. But I got laughs. And then. And that was. Nice. You're like, I can want to do this again. I want to do yeah. it again. But I actually didn't pursue it again for uh, probably a couple years later. Yeah. But that was, like, my first time. Nice. And I think it's because then I was like, okay, now i got to write stuff. That's right. That's why it took me a while to actually do it. Because I'm, like, being around comedy. And uh, at the time, I married a comic. <laughs> And just being around it so much, I knew like I knew what sort of in a way was a punchline. Like I right. knew I had to get something. So it took me a couple of years to grow more balls and do it again. <laughs> and <know>? now, <laughs> I know now. You don't even think oh. of <laughs> <laughs> still doing it. <laughs> well, yeah, and love enjoying it and yeah, loving it's, it. It's good. It's yeah. good. I mean, it's 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 definitely been weird with the pandemic. And I mean, I think yeah. the opening of um, Steve Martin's book, Born Standing Up, mm-hmm. he says stand up comedy is rarely performed in the ideal circumstances, mm, right. which is so right. true. Like right. I'm like in a parking lot going. So anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, my hip hurts, you know, I'm getting older. Well, then and then the, the covid they started doing drive in shows like <laughs> I did a roof. I did a roof. It was like windy. <laughs> We're like deep in Brooklyn, too. I'm like, I'm going to get stabbed. This is great. I'm, like, I'm going to get carjacked and then stabbed so I can tell some jokes. And then the online. I, I didn't wasn't on, but I watched a couple online things and they just weren't. It wasn't funny. I know. Yeah. I did a few. I did. I wouldn't say like more than five, but yeah. maybe not as many as 10 somewhere yeah. around handful. And then there was one I saw someone did like a, a game 
game trivia thing with comedians. That was actually good. Like that was funny and but try try to do stand up in front of no one is like Yeah, doing stand up to the laptop. I mean a couple of them I got paid for. Yeah. Um so I didn't mind uh I, I you know, that that makes it like the, it, you go, all right, I can put up with this. <laughs> When you're well, getting nothing else going on either <laughs> in the pandemic, I was like, really, it wasn't good for me. Um, when you were first getting into it and thinking about performing, were there people that you thought of, like, aspired to or just were influenced by or favorite comedians? Like when I started, when you first, yeah, when you first started, were you like, oh, that's the style I want, or that's the, or I, that person's hilarious, or? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of influence. Yeah. I mean, what's funny is my dad, you know, was a big comedy okay, fan. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like no shock that I married a comic. <laughs> but the bigger shock is that I became a comic, yeah. I think. But yeah, my dad loved Johnny Carson. My dad loved um, uh, George Carlin yeah. and Dangerfield. Yeah. Loved Johnny Carson. But anyway, so and then the guests that would come on Chandling and all yeah, this. Yeah. So I was already and he would play like Spike Jones records for me and stuff. We didn't really have prior, but he did like... Um, What's his name? Bob Newhart. Okay, yeah. So, who actually, Bob Newhart's act is actually uh, Jackie Gleason? Berman, no. I think, okay. from San Francisco. Oh. There was a guy who totally did the telephone bit. And he just took it. And, he and just now took it's his. It. Yes. Right, because yeah, that's what everyone just knows, it. right? Yeah, <laughs> he just took it. And <laughs> but then I thought that happened a lot more. I think, I don't know if that happened a lot more, but like maybe there just weren't as many resources that you could call someone out for yeah. doing it's that you couldn't prove it then. yeah right you couldn't prove it well you know it's probably an old vaudeville bit but right, that's what i'm saying but it's it, you know what it is it's that newhart got big and the other and guy the, was big big ish but right, not as big right. and then newhart got a show yeah. but newhart's funny nevertheless but yeah. um i think it's jackie berman look him up it's really he's really great <laughs> but um so so influ you know back were you then, sorry to interrupt that thought just caught were you did you get married to a comic before you were doing stand up? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> 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 mm, that's what happened. Okay. Um, yeah. Actually, I mean, to, not to bring it down another note, but no, um, right. but like my mom died, so I graduated college when I was like roughly like twenty four. My mother died when I was twenty five, mm. and then I got married at twenty six. Whoa. Yep. That's a lot to deal with in life. Yeah, I was having like I was having these dreams about like tidal waves and yeah, stuff. Right? You That's know what right. I mean? Yeah. Which makes sense because it's like holy shit. That's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> you so much tidal change. wave in your life. Wow. Yeah. So, um, but influences. I mean, I loved Carlin. Yeah. I still do to this day. I think he's oh. the best. Like, there's nobody better. Um, hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you watch the HBO doc documentary? No, I haven't. Oh, yet. I told you. Yeah, I, I haven't oh, yet. So good. I know. I yeah. think I don't have HBO right now. Well, get a trial account hbo max <laughs> oh smart Just get a one week trial so you can watch or on it. hulu i could probably get the extension yeah. for like whatever <laughs> yeah but um did you have any female comics that you aspire to i or? mean i liked i read phyllis diller's book which was great i think it was called uh like a lampshade in a whorehouse that's her memoir yeah, that's what it's called <laughs> uh, yeah and then i read um you know i don't know when i read those but like probably later on after i was doing stand-up a while but i read did I read um, Joan River? No, maybe I didn't I, read. I don't know. You speaking of, you performed with her once. I did. Correct. I met her, yeah. What was that? What was that experience? That like? was. Um, I only got to talk to her for a few minutes, but she mm. was great. I mean, she was really doing stand up and like mixing it with, um, kind of. Uh, they call it, now they call it like thought leaders, right? Mm. It's like motivational speaking sounds not quite right, but <laughs> you know, kind of like working on yourself, 
you know, figuring out how to um, give back to the world, not sort of having your inner critic rule things. Like she said, to, you know, she said to the audience, she was like, listen, you know, you think I'm in show business. You know, she talked like, you know, listen, you know, honey, you know, I think you're in show business. Like, everything's fine. She's like, you know, my husband killed himself. He did. Her husband committed suicide. And she's like, I got fired off the Tonight Show. She's right. like, you know, life is it's going to throw you, you know, no matter where you are professionally right. or. Yeah. And so she had kind of this, I don't know how else to call it, but like motivational edge. And then she would have jokes that, you know, were her act, but she like wove it together seamlessly. Mm. And I sort of like always wanted to do that. And now that I'm older, I'm like trying to write that. The one woman show. Well, I don't or know if no. I'm going to make it yeah. a one woman show. I don't know what, what's the difference between a one woman show and a. And stand up? Yeah. Or, yeah, or, or whatever Joan Rivers was doing, you'd call. Like what? Well, I think a one-woman show is a story. Okay. Um, so it has a beginning, middle. Kind like, of, cohesive yeah. Cohesive narrative I mean. kind of thing. And Yeah, and there's different things you can use like with it. You can use music. It's more yeah, theatrical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can use uh, like lighting cues yeah. and sound cues and different things. Yeah, I feel like a one-person show, it's kind of bastardized. A lot of comics do it, but it's really them doing stand-up. So. Right really good ones it's like you'd have to research it and yeah. get really you know i think bo berman's is because he's just brilliant anyway i, I don't, don't know if he has a one-man show or if he's just he's oh, like bo did you say bo yeah oh yeah yeah the thing you did on netflix yeah i thought you said bill uh bill berman yeah bo bo, bo berman <laughs> i was like no, it, that was that was really good oh that's the guy from market basket <laughs> bill berman <laughs> bags my groceries <laughs> um but uh so that was incredible to meet her. But yeah, so that's like th uh, the biggest thing on my agenda right now is mm. to um, I think like what it kind of ends up being a little bit more like is public speaking, mm -hmm. whereas a one man show is theater. I think right. that's oh, the okay, biggest I difference. Yeah, yeah. So you would give a talk. You, you just make more money if you're giving a talk like at a college or for women's groups, which I kind of that's kind of the direction I want it to go in. Okay. Yeah, I, I, how do you get, is there a college, like, there's not, like, a college network. I don't know, it, like, as a speaker, yeah. you probably have to, do, you know, I don't know. That's yeah. another, I want to write it first and then get, you yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. got to that bridge yet. <laughs> but um, for influences, though, I really like, and it is, it is a lot more men. I got to be honest. Well, just I, numbers wise, right? Like, I remember Ellen, I remember liking Ellen. This is what we're talking about back in the day, right? Yeah. When I was a newish comic. Um and there's some comics in uh, L.A. Like I, w I did this show with Caroline Ray mm -hmm. called, uh, well, I don't remember the name. No. <laughs> oh, Marshall's Women of Comedy. That's what it is. Marshall's Women of Comedy. And it was kind of a contest for some amateur comedians at the beginning of it. And then there was like a big finale show that was like at a big theater. It might have been the Comedy Connection so long ago. But anyway... She was great, but uh, so a little bit of influence from her. And the other comedians she had on there, I'm not going to remember their names because it was so long ago, but they were great, great, great writers. So, um, but they're not big enough that people would know. But for, mm. for other influences, definitely Richard Jenny. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah he was great. Mm. People he, forget about him. Mm. I know. And he was uh, actually, you know how good he was? I was in Vegas. They were doing this anniversary show at the Tropicana. This is where, like, this guy, Bob Kephart, his, it was his room for, whatever, 25 years at the Trop on the Strip in Vegas. Anyway, so he would have once a year, he'd have this anniversary party and have, like, balloons and, like, champagne toast. And now the comics brought their wives. And everybody <laughs> was, you know, it was a big to-do. And um, Richard Jenny was on it one year. Um 
along with a couple other really big people who I also can't remember now, but uh. you know, his regulars, maybe like Jimmy Walker and uh, Dom Irera, like big yeah. names. So you know who walks in when when uh, Jenny's on? Who walks in to like watch Jenny? George Carlin. Oh wow! Holy shit! Right. That's, that says a lot. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like he's actually watching him, him work out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I would say those two. I mean, like prior. I mean, a lot. Of, I I think he's great. I just he's not. It's not that he's not great. It's just that. I just kind of really like what Jenny was well, doing because it was yeah. so creative and just, I don't know. Well, you can, I, I tell this to one of my buddies all the time. You can argue, not about comedy, but like it, it applies, you know, like who's the best guitar player? I'm like, well, it, you can't really say that because it's whoever, whatever, there's tons of guys that are amazing and whichever one resonates the most with you, that's the one you're going to think is the best. Yeah, right? that's, I mean, it's subjective yeah, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, I forget what I was going to say. Oh, sorry. Comedy, <laughs> uh, George Carlin, wa- Carlin watching. Jenny, just like... Um, Pryor's oh, great, but not... Bill Hicks. Yeah. Love yeah. Bill Hicks, because he got political. Like yeah. So they're yeah. all... You know, I don't know that Jenny really gets political. He has maybe some social comedy. He's just so fucking funny and a great writer. But like Hicks and, and Carlin really are, are like trying to point things out of the ills of society. Right. I mean, that's what all comics are kind of doing-ish. Yeah. But those two really did it. And my the other one I really like is Doug Stanhope. I just oh, love God. him. I just love him. Yeah. Brilliant. And Louis yeah. C.K. Yeah. But that's yeah. later on. Like when right. I was right. like coming right. up, I didn't know who Louis C.K. was. No. You know? <laughs> but well, he uh, wasn't pumping out uh, a special a year. Right. Pumping out what? He, uh, he would do like an <laughs> extra hour, a new hour every year he would do. Louis C.K. Yeah, he was trying to emulate Carlin. That's why. Is that? Yeah. Because yeah. Carlin did the same. He would do HBO right. after HBO after Still HBO. nobody's beat Carlin's record. No. Oh. But then out a couple more like uh, rungs would be like Attell. And, yeah. uh, you know, I saw Colin Quinn's one man shows. I saw like three of them. So clean comics aren't your. Uh... <laughs> what are you going to talk about? The ice cream truck? That's brilliant. No, I mean. So I you don't, don't... Do you not like Jim Gaffigan? Oh, he's all right. Yeah. yeah. But not. You don't put him up there. I mean, he's good. Mundane. He's a great yeah. writer. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. you know, I just um, probably haven't watched a lot of him recently. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I remember him being on Comics Come Home and I was backstage. And was that my. Were you on Comics Come Home? No, but oh. the person oh, I was yeah. married okay, to was. Yeah. He, was a, <laughs> he, was he is a every year, isn't he? Well, I don't know about every year. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, to his, uh, to his uh, benefit, I want to say, um, one year they. They put him on first. You know, it was kind of like throwing him under the bus because yeah. there was a line. There's a lot of headliners. Somebody's got to go first. But it kind of seemed like a kind of an FU at the time. Oh, OK. So I think it was hosted by Leary and whatever. Yeah. And uh, even though whatever, we don't talk or whatever. And I kind of hate him. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he went on first and he did really like he 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 just was on. He was yeah, yeah. on and his writing and his pacing. That everybody had sort of trouble following him. Right, like, right. Yeah, it was kind of interesting to see that. Well, there's no real, because they're all headliners. Who they're all headliners, shows, yeah. but also, you know, like they tried to kind of just give him the crappy spot, and then yeah, it backfired yeah, yeah. on them. <laughs> well, that's what I heard, um, and you might have witnessed this firsthand, that Knicks would have, um, they'd have all these national touring acts. This might have been before you were working there, but they'd be all national touring acts, and the Boston host, who in that scene, like just Boston comedy was, you know, was well back then they used headliners and, and the, to host a lot of times. I was gonna say, and they would crush, and then the actual headliner would come out and struggle because yeah. the Boston That's headlining right. hosts were just so good. 
Like, yeah, and that happens in other towns too. Yeah. So like if you're in Chicago yeah. and you're from Boston or whatever, yeah. and they got these locals on that like know how to work that room, right, right, and yeah, that yeah, crowd right. and that whatever demographic. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were, I was actually talking to Mark about this earlier. It was something I heard from you. One of the steps you have to make is having that material. The I think you call it bulletproof. That material that is going to kill no matter where you are, no matter who you're talking to. It's just that. Well, what's funny Good. about that is my buddy, uh, j- me and him were just messaging, messaging, <laughs> texting, Facebook, texting. No, Facebook oh, oh, OK. Uh, why, why? I don't know. Well, he's because he's in the Bahamas and I was oh. like assuming his text wouldn't work. But um, he went down. So he's a Jersey comic. He's like nuts. Like he's just he's been around a long time. He's like my best friend. He's in my mob shorts. Okay, yeah. The yep, big guy. Yep. So he um, was in the Bahamas and he wrote like, I bombed the first two nights. And I'm like, well, you know, and I, I sort of said like, you know, try try not talking to them too much. I go, try just like doing material, but like maybe try to write some material about the the resort. Yeah, you yeah. know, write a few things. They don't have to even be brilliant, but the, just like to bring them in. Right. And then uh, what else did I say? I said a couple other things. And, it, you know, I said also like, in Vegas, when I first started working in Vegas, it would take me half the week before I would have a good set. Because a lot of times they had me host when I was a younger comic. Yeah. It was the hardest spot. Right. You know, and I'd be like, dance, like, I felt like a dancing, like, <laughs> I had to take so much energy. Like, I would try to be high energy and, like, make fun of, like, the waitresses right. and, like, the old guys that have no hair and whatever. <laughs> um, just to, you know, and make jokes about the bus. It was called the Deuce. I forget what my <laughs> joke was. It was just like, because it, it, st- it was so slow. It would just uh. like totally inch along and then stop and like 40 people would be <laughs> and it's like, ugh. But I forget what the jokes were. But um, anyway, it took me a long time to do well and to figure out what that room wanted. I mean, they had timeshare people with the audience, so they weren't even comedian fans or mm. comedy fans. So anyway, he said the third night he did great. Oh, good. Last night, last <laughs> night he killed, he said. But yeah, it's like, so sometimes that tried, tested, and true. Right. I'm going to try Canada next week in Vancouver, and I'm nervous. Like, Is there an open mic? Like, Have you heard of it? Yeah. Or? It's 3,000 miles away from This is Mark, Greg. our tech studio <laughs> sound person talking, everyone. I can't see him. Yeah. But. So that'll be, that'll be the first time outside of the Boston oh. market that I'm going to try stand up. And oh, I, but I, I do not expect it to go well. I, I think it will because it's like you know, there's something about Vancouver is just really cool. It and is. I a think cool people ass. are like laid back, but it's like it's a it's a it's a metropolitan area, so it's not like it's going to be like cow country and weird. Yeah, I guess a sit- cityish type of. Oh, and Canadians yeah. are so polite. You're going to kill. And they're <laughs> I'm and telling American you. comedians. They think they we're us. all that we all rock for some reason. I, I, I they think we're. They the haven't p- figured it out. Yet. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I always wanted to go to the UK because of that. Like they love but American it, but comics. It's funny, over there. all the big stars in movies, like comedic actors, are Canadian. Yeah. So you would think they would want to. They right. would think they're better. Right. Yeah. What's but his name? Eugene uh, Levy. Eugene Levy. Yeah. Mike Myers. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is short, Canadian, but he's right, not really Martin comic. What's that? Martin Short. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, everybody in those movies, yeah, Mike those. Um, John Candy. Yeah. You could actually list a lot of comedians. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Well, it's like bo- there's a Canadian list and there's a Boston list. <laughs> <laughs> and then New York. I mean, a lot of comics. Are that's funny. It's like a hockey rivalry <laughs> and a comedy <laughs> rivalry. Comedy and hockey. That would be a good. That's a, some sort of comedy hockey night between the U.S. and Canada. We could no. figure out who's the best in both. <laughs> no. No? I don't think you want to see comedians skate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, we'd have our best comedians go against their best comedians and the best hockey players go against their best hockey players. And whoever loses gets cross-checked across <laughs> the boards. By the <laughs> It'll be good, though. Did you you found out it's just a regular open mic or yeah? There's um, no way I can just. Yeah. I see some people post on the Facebook groups. Hey, I, I'm nobody you've heard of. I'm from out of town. You know, can you put me on your shows and, like, and sure. stuff? Yeah, um, I don't have the balls to kind of do that yet. <laughs> but I'm just gonna go to an open mic. Are you relatively new or are you? I started three years ago, but um, I didn't get through one year before the pandemic hit. Oh, okay, so, so you're really still like, new. I'm yeah. kind of like year and a half. If you want to count it that way, you might be able to find some bar shows that are not quite open, open mic somewhere in the middle. It's like not a club, which yeah. that might be hard to get a spot, but you ha- you probably have to know someone. But there could be a group or something you could find just so that it's not like open mic is just like, oh, my God, there's a homeless guy on after me. <laughs> you know? So I'm good with mics. It's OK, fine. you're like, all right. When was your so when did you speaking of open mic to professional transition? When did you when did that happen? Like. Someone at Nick's come no, and say, so we want you on? Or? <clears throat> Me and the person I was married to, <clears throat> <laughs> we lived in L.A. Oh, for, you uh, moved. We li- yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, like, let's go. So my mother dies. Like, we start dating. And then he's like, I'm making, he was making a film. He's making an independent film in L.A. Um, he hadn't been making it when we were dating, but he was going. Yeah, yeah. So he went to L.A. He left and got an apartment. Um and was shooting what eventually became his movie about the car business called Suckers. So he was out shooting that. So eventually I was like, well, fucking, yeah, I'm going. Yeah. Right? And then we got married. I don't know. And <laughs> <laughs> that happened. That little and detail. Yeah. And then uh, about a year and a half or so of being after being in L.A., I started working at this art gallery. I was working at this cabaret as a waitress. Um, I had a big art studio that I was painting at still. That's when I decided to try mics. Ah. Uh, so I was doing these characters, which is funny because I kind of don't really, I didn't do characters for years and years and years. And and in the middle of the pandemic, I, now I'm doing all these characters. I'm like wearing Yeah, yeah, you're doing and videos. And like, How <laughs> you doing? I'm like, I'm such a dick. Anyway, so, but then that was all characters. That's what I had written. And this sweet friend of mine, Trina, from uh, Denmark, who was in my art studio, she came as my audience. Because I knew she would be, like, supportive. Like, yeah, yeah. you need to pick someone who, even if you bomb, you're not going to feel embarrassed in front of Like, they love you anyway. No, and so she came with me. I did a sushi bar. I did a sushi bar. <laughs> and, you know, I don't even know if anybody's listening. But, but I did it, and I felt great after. I was so excited. And so that started me off doing, like, laundromats. Yeah, so I went from sushi bar <laughs> to laundromat. Wow. But I also did like, um, I did um, like the belly room at the store the, at the comedy store, yeah. uh, the other room, the little annex room at the ice house. I did some pretty good rooms. Then cut to maybe another year after that, um, we moved back to Boston, and I kind of anyway. So once we moved back to Boston, I got. Uh, offered work to MC at the Comedy oh. Connection, Rhode Island. So it was seventy five nice. bucks a set, which nice. is funny because now I don't even think they pay the MCs. It's like, how is the pay? Uh, work? It's that's the, crazy. Yeah. So anyway, so that was that's how I kind of got in, and then I started working Nicks and then Giggles, and so Took off. so it was good to come yeah. back because it was like you get you you get more of um what's the one am I trying to say? You get more stature like mm. working clubs here, whereas L A. It's almost like New York. There's so many comics, right, 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 and right. nobody's gonna let you 
get a leg up. I was going to say, it's a hard place to start. No one's going to. Right? It was, but like the mics, you know, when you're doing mics, it's the same everywhere. Yeah. I did this one place called Westwood Brewery, which is really great because they had audience um, and it was. Yeah. So surprisingly, it was a good place for that level. But when you want to go to the next level, it's a bad place, I think. Yeah. Because you're going to stay at the bottom rung. That's where you are, right. Unless you have an agent, then you can do the, uh, the Laugh Factory or um, what's the one on Melrose? I can't think no, of the I name don't. of that. The improv, maybe the improv. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's hard. I've, I've often thought about that, whether it's to be a performer or a writer, like how important agents are. Are they still, do you, do you think they're still, if you get an agent, you're way better off? If you get or, a manager. Yeah. Yeah. It's everything because, right. you know, it takes days and days and days of sending emails and t- right. hitting people up and get being on the phone. And you might you might hit up. You might send 50 emails and then make 25 phone calls. Right. You might get one. Right. right? But if but you a, have a manager, manager doing all that, the manager has connections already. He right. knows who to call. Right, right. And people call him and say, we need a comment for this week. And, you know, um, it also just helps you get to the next level. If you're right. not worried about that you're not spending time or, or you know expending energy trying to get work right now you can just work on your act right it's, it's right. literally everything right so how do you get a manager i, <laughs> I need one of those yeah. but that's again it's like the eight writing writers and agents there's say you have a million comics and you have you know 40 managers although they're all trying to get the same one so it's really is that what it is i mean they, yeah, they have problem? a stable like, maybe i don't know yeah. i mean um yeah i haven't even pursued it but i definitely have had the thought well if i had a manager i could set up all these get college you know speaking slash humor slash cancer awareness gigs that i want to do well like, for speaking it's different than yeah, comedy uh, i mean i think um you know, I don't think you'd have to go through NACA to yeah. do speaking. You could contact the you could contact the the college d- directly. Yeah, I've tried. Have you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, oh well. We can talk about it after. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you had what have been some of your best gigs or worst gigs or gigs that you thought were gonna suck and you show up and it's like, oh my god. Awesome. That's or, every show. Yeah, that's every show. Like, every show I show up, I'm like, this is the awful. fucking gig. So. One place I got to, there was a cow on top of the place. I was like, oh my God, there's actually a cow on top of the building right now. The bull run? It was is a bull. A, uh, the bull run. But actually, and it looks like you're like, I'm in the middle of nowhere and there's a bull. Like, oh my God. And then you go in and you realize it's like this beautiful, um, it kind of has wood paneling like this. It looks like, you know, it's very like farmhousey, but yeah. they have weddings there and it's actually a real venue. But when I pulled up, I'm like, <laughs> but that's every gig. Yeah. Um, some gigs that I thought would be, I mean, I love working Vegas because when I used, they imploded my job, by the way, they imploded the Riviera, the whole casino is Jeez. gone. I know. Bummer. And I've worked at a few places since then, but like they don't, they're not consistent. Vegas changes a lot. That's another whole story. But, um, <laughs> I liked there because I would have a pink hotel room and I would overlook the <laughs> pool and I'd be like, I'm just going to, you know, I always worked a lot in an office like while doing comedy. So when I would go to Vegas, it was like, oh, my God, I don't have to do anything today. I can sit and smoke cigarettes and like <laughs> drink coffee at the pool. And that's it. And then maybe then I would right. go for a walk. I'd walk down right, the strip yeah, yeah. and go shopping and then I would take a nap and then I'd go to the show. And then there was two shows a night. So 14 shows in a week. So the pay was good, but also at the end of the week, you wrote new bits. Oh, yeah, yeah, You're, yeah. like, so sharp at you the end. Probably just experiences of being there, too. You're writing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You're writing stuff about Vegas. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah. it keeps the juices yeah, flowing. Yeah. yeah. 
um, I was talking to someone about how important momentum is with yes. like writing and no matter what you're doing. And yes. E- and even true. if you, whether we're talking about writing or exercising or any activity, the more, if you're doing it every day, then eventually that's just what you. Except when you get old and your foot hurts <laughs> after running and you're like, oh well, my the, God. Yeah, well, they're right. There are my, limitations. My foot hurts though. the whole foot. Like the ankle. It's not just, no. oh, it's plantar fasciitis. It's like my ankle, my <laughs> underneath the ankle over here, the arch, the thing. I just. Yeah, there are momentum busters, right? But then you gotta over you over, gotta overcome them, right? Or well, I don't know how you seek fix seek it. alternate activities. Seek fix alternate getting ac- old. S- <laughs> seek alternate activities. I don't know. No, I know. Have you been to a doctor about it? No. Oh well, <laughs> that that might help. <laughs> uh, I think it's just called. Did it come on suddenly, older. or you're just? Getting oh, old. I've had it. It's like once you have it, you have it. Yeah. It's like the bane. It's like I would have to do yoga like every day. Um, I there was a guy actually, my chiropractor in New York, never even touched my foot. He does network, barely touches you at all, and you're you need, like, and then my foot was better. Uh, wow. Yeah, I know. Wow is right. He <laughs> started network with Donny Epstein, but that's another whole. You can look it up, people. What, it, what kids. is it? No, what, it's what, called what? network chiropractic. Oh, okay. They don't crack you. They just, just sort of energy like they just. So do. it's almost like Reiki. Like no, a, oh. it's chiropractic. They're doctors, but and they're 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 lengthening your spine. They're just right. like doing it with very very little touch oh okay so they are touching you sorry i thought yeah oh, okay yeah they're not just kind of floating over you but yeah, yeah. it's uh <laughs> yeah i and sort of see reiki as an extension of massage but this is more yeah. like they're a doctor oh, okay know? i gotcha um but it's but it came uh, back you just so. you know i went for the nicest run about i don't know five days ago and i was like oh, i fucking love running sorry can i curse on here sorry yes bleep Um, Yes, you can. I love running. And, um, you know, I ran probably three miles at a steady pace, not too fast. And I've just been paying for it. Wow. I know. Skating? Is skating okay? Skating sort of out. Oh, I went rollerblading. It was really bad. This is like when I was still in New York. Oh, okay. Oh, that's too bad. I know. Well... That's another story for another day. (laughs) It's so funny. Like, well, when I, like, now when I go to the doctor, I complain about something. Like uh, this has happened two times that I'll be like, oh, this hurts or this hurts. And the doctor, the doctor's line is, well, when you play hockey at that age, I'm like, oh, thanks. So you're basically telling me I'm old and I shouldn't be yeah. doing these things. That's like, that old joke. Doctor, yeah. it hurts when I go like this. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't don't go do like that. that. <laughs> 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 it's true. One liner. It's so funny. One liner. Like that's what a comedy used to be. Right. Just a bunch of you go up and say one liners. Um, right? well, yeah, a lot of the guys from, uh, the original from, who came out of vaudeville yeah. and did that, uh, upstate New York Catskill stuff was like that. <laughs> yeah. But then it like, it evolved really into people yeah. wanting to say something, you know? And I think, um, that's kind of an interesting, um, it, it definitely evolved a lot yeah. now. I don't even know what it is anymore. <laughs> you can't say the you <laughs> Well then Carlin's what, seven words. That, Seven like, words. Just for like friggin', can you say them all like that? Do you know what they are? No, but oh. it's like I think I know some of them. Yeah, <laughs> I think the first four, but but then right, Carlin has this list. It's the incomplete list of unpolite uh, words, <laughs> and he's so brilliant. I know, and, he, and that's his thing. He likes to write lists, but there's a science to it because me and my one of my gays in New York, we were at a bar, and I was telling him about this list, 
And so we found like a, a PDF of it on the phone. Yeah, yeah. So we were reading it aloud. We got not even halfway through and we both were crying. <laughs> there was no noise coming out <laughs> yeah, of us. We were laughing so hard. How yeah. is he that? We're, now we're yeah. just doing it. We're yeah, not yeah, even, yeah. it's not even him performing. Right, right. You're just re- looking just at it. Reciting <laughs> it. Just reciting it. We were it was so. <laughs> he is one of his like, I want to say it might have been his last HBO one. Um, it's bad for you. I think it's called. He comes out. And he, you know, he's like 70 some at this point. And he's like, I'm a blah, 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 I'm a, you know, I'm a non, you know, and he just like goes on this huge list of who he is in a succinct, brilliant, brilliant, funny. And I'm like, how do you even memorize? Like my buddy's friends with his producer, um, which I I don't can't think of the guy's name, but I think they work together for like most of the specials. And he was definitely very um, he was like word for word for word for word yeah you know which is that's fine yeah. i mean i like to go off I, I like to just be in the like say stuff in the moment yeah. and then go back to right, bits right. i really but have been just, doing that a lot he had command of the english language yeah that's what like, it was he like was a wordsmith so. well and it's funny and they they show in this documentary on hbo that at some point he kind of went he took dove too far into words and everyone's like what what he's talking about beans now like what is, <laughs> what is, <laughs> what is what's going on and he almost like folded in on uh, folded in on himself and like wasn't there was a bit you know and people were writing saying and writing bits of like carlin's done like he, oh but you know and then and like, but then he was like oh really oh i'll show them oh, and right. I'll, like i'm gonna really like write you know i'm gonna write like i know how i am able to write and then it just his next show just crushed yeah but you know and the other thing with him was right what people love to say that well he got real political at the end he got real preachy it's <laughs> like yeah well here here's the thing is he had to do another he probably was contractually obligated yeah, to, to do, do that hour for right. hbo or, or something or maybe he put the pressure on himself but it probably was right so when he's on tour on the road he's on the road doing his hour he's working on the next hour mm. so he's gonna have segments of 15 minutes like whatever it is i'm just saying any yeah, amount yeah. Of time where he's like working on the new stuff and um the preachy stuff eventually got f- you know he was a he just was able to do anything he could be silly right he could be dirty he did yeah. like i wrote something as an ode to him like the difference between dogs and cats because it's like so like really but then even yeah. he did it yeah, so yeah, yeah. it makes it okay because but um I just think that that's wrong to say that he was preachy because he was probably, you know, and some, once in a while you'll see him. I, people have said they, they, the whole set was bad. Really? But, like, you know, give the guy a break. Okay. Like, he's <laughs> like he done, done it for like many, <laughs> many decades and he's trying new things. Right. I mean, that's what keeps us in it, I right. think. And so, you know, that to me is the essence of it. Like, he, what, he's not allowed to fail? Mm, right. it, you know, Any because. performer is not batting like a thousand thousand. yeah right even the top ones and also if you're trying to play it safe that's like the definition Mm. of (laughs) bad art right Right. especially if you're trying to placate the audience that's the definite like you're trying to make you know movies that really just work to art to the audience they want they're bad yeah they're not saying anything they're not provoking you to think of you know differently so anyway i he gets a pass for, uh, for all his bad. <laughs> He's in, I mean, how many comedians list him as one of their influences? Most, I would say. I right? mean, but, More you know, him. people are dumb, too. Like, my friends are like, um, you know, <laughs> like, 
who do you like? And then I'll be like, well, we had this conversation. I was like, Carlin. And they were like, um, really? Because don't you think it should be? I'm like, shut up. You don't oh, even. What, you're stop. telling me who yeah, I should like? Yes. like oh yeah, people what? suck. It's just, I get so mad <laughs> about it. Yeah, your, your favorite comic like, should be this person. Then they like, mentioned like Amy Schumer. I'm like, that should not be in the same <laughs> universe as Carlin. You know, come on. Who did I see? Why do people think that I should like her? I mean, who, the show was who good. Who did I see? Oh, why can't I think of her name? She has red hair. Um, she has really talk about coming overcoming trauma. Um, um, why can't I think of her name? Because I can't think of anybody's name, by the but, way. But like, so I saw her when I did my forty eight state trip. I did I did a lot of shows, but I also if I was in a city and there was a show I wanted to go to, April April Macy, yeah. Oh I yeah, April Macy, yeah. Um. I saw who I like. Well, I went to see her because I enjoyed her stuff. But her first, and maybe it's because she was working on her, you know, new thing or whatever. Her first twenty minutes was, "I'm a slut," and I'm like, "Well, I don't." Maybe the one joke I find that funny, but like twenty minutes of that, a lot I of don't, women do that. Yeah, but, I think right. it's because I've I've dissected it. <laughs> okay, there we I go. I think Great. <laughs> it's because you know society, right? We're all socialized, and and sometimes I really don't like that how we're socialized because mm. it sometimes it definitely works against female comics. You know, it's not that female comics aren't good. It's that people's perception of how mm. women should be mm. is what we're fighting against. Like, so I dress like a golf instructor on stage <laughs> and people go and you know and like sometimes I, you know maybe it's because i used to do that because i would go running or something and then go to the vault right, yeah, yeah. and somebody's like is that what you're wearing i'm like excuse me <laughs> especially if it was a guy saying that I'm right like, what right. like you would never say that to a man is that right. what you're wearing? Exact. well i've people said that to me but okay well <laughs> it's different um, don't wear shorts on stage <laughs> yeah the shorts no but but so Women, because like there's a lot of Asian women who act slutty because and they think that they're so like, it's you know, there's so much, uh, you know, ingenuity or whatever. Right, right, it's right, like, right. no, that you're, you're you know, <laughs> um, because women aren't supposed to s talk about their sexuality. Right. Women right. aren't supposed to be sexualized. Right. Well, no, pop stars and stuff are sexualized. But, you know, women aren't supposed to talk about like romping around and whatever, mm, right. sleeping around. So. So when you do, it's almost like a shock humor mm, joke, mm. right? It's right. like giving the audience what they're not expecting. Right, right, right. But that's not skill. Right. That's There's nothing to that. That's like telling some dick jokes. It's right. like you're just trying to get the laugh. And the women who don't and realize even if it's that a nervous, that's what they're doing. Even if doing, it's a nervous laugh. Even, you but know, see, like, the women or, don't realize that that's what they're right, doing. Right, right. That's easy laugh. Right. That's like someone who's heavyset who does a half an hour right. about being heavyset. Yeah. But anyway, so that's <laughs> my big long rant about that. You know, um, but yeah, but it's true. Like I, you know, it's funny. Like I think I was taking a sexuality course undergrad and the teacher asked us to list how many, um, how many negative were ne negative sexually related words are there to describe a female. And there's a huge list. Wow. All right. So what's the one for a guy? Yeah. Gigolo. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's oh, it. Yeah. There's one. That's amazing. Right. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I just you know, I'm I'm sort of slamming them for being dirty, women yeah. for being dirty because I'm you know um, looking because it's like easy, it's, like it's, it's a easy, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, but well, they want to be likable, right? Or you feel is that part of it? Trying to be self-deprecating in a way, or maybe, yeah. I mean, but I just think that you can do that in so many other creative right, ways. There's, right, there's other ways to, to suck as a person. Vagina. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. I I shouldn't be hyper. You do, I mean you have some 
Do you have sexual? I'm trying to think of. No, I mean, I mean have... I'm not having sex, so <laughs> I, there's no way that, I could be that, talking that's about. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do talk about like that. I just don't have any boyfriends or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sort of way too far the other way. <laughs> yeah, right. So I can be sort of snobby about it. <laughs> And what do you, is that what you um, draw mostly for your material? Like just life experiences, like, or news? Like you don't, you don't get too political. I mean, you have. Well, the thing about the news cycle is that the jokes die. They write. So if you work on them a lot and then you can't even use it a few months later, which the news cycle is so quick now. Yeah. That, um, but yeah, I mean, I think. I don't know. It's just not my thing. You know, it's like doesn't it doesn't interest me. You know, I just sort of write. I write like when I get ideas and then I go on stage and try to hone it. So you never do you have you don't have a writing like this is my writing time for the day. I'm going to write. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Well, that's right. I I have that. I have that. That's good. Um, Oh, but you were talking about I wanted to say this was earlier because you were talking about like the momentum. Yeah. I was writing a pilot with someone and um I got to tell you, it was like only like a, not even a week, but like going to the library and working and then put it, getting it in the right format mm, mm. and like writing all this dialogue. It's like I was having all these intuitive thoughts. Like mm. it just like opens up a part of you, but you well, got to keep That's what keep, I'm saying. Keep like there's, I, there is the thought, and I kind of believe this, that there's whatever you want to call it. If you want to call it the muse out in there or whether you see a, you know, a person will do it. But there's an energy out there that's a creative thing, and you have to open yourself yeah. up to you it. You got to be doing you, it. Yeah, if, even if like a bunch of days you bomb and nothing well, happens. Well, that's or, right, <laughs> or whether it's comedy or like for writing. Even if I wrote, if I you know sat in front of my computer for an hour, even if I wrote a paragraph, well, I did. I did. So I did yeah. write. I wrote today. So right. like, it's an accomplishment. Doesn't matter that I didn't write. Three yeah, they pages. all say that. All yeah. the writers. If you show up every day, right. Yeah, it's tough though. Self discipline. Yeah, it's that's a problem. It's <laughs> <That's> a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't skated in like, I mean, I've rollerbladed a couple times, but I haven't been to a hockey rink in two years to skate. That's, I know. That's, you know. I know. Well, part tough, of it's because they were but, closed. Right. Everybody thought Damn we were you. gonna die because coronavirus. <laughs> it's running down Madison two, Avenue. Two, it's gonna get you. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> two years later, I mean, did, you, did anyone think this is gonna be? T- I mean, I think so. I think, I yeah. Think, yeah. I mean, I I remember it, it happened in March, and I was like, well, at least in September when school starts, we'll be fine. Like, I, but, in yeah. 2020, that yeah. guy thought that. I don't know why. Well, I, I thought, you know, when it was first happening, like, what, what the hell? But I did sort of feel like people were talking about it being a year. Yeah. Yeah, and then the second year was like, <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. Now I think most people are just like, I don't, I just don't care anymore. Like, not that I don't care, but I'm not going to let it. I'm still going to live my life, right? I mean, yeah, I, I think, think a it's sort of over. It's getting right. It's getting uh, well. The now what's going to happen is the tide's going to turn, it, and it, everybody's going to realize that we were lied to. You think so? Oh yeah. Is that what you're, oh, it's already <laughs> happening. I yeah. mean, there's lots of doctors that disagree with the whole narrative. Not just the narrative, but like the the um, protocol. Yeah. The protocol, like there's a there's a it's called the Great Barrington um, something agreement. Where it's like, I don't know, 250,000 doctors are signing this declaration. That's what it's called, the Great Barrington oh, okay. um, Declaration. And they're just saying they're, they're just saying that there's other measures that could have been taken that were quashed, like ivermectin. Well, and other other treatments. How do, you, how do you boost your immune system? Where was that in the news? Yeah, like, exactly. It, it was wasn't. just so, it was, yeah, that's the <laughs> next couple of years. Is, yeah. is with all the lies are going to come up. And then yeah. I get to say, I told you so, yeah. people. <laughs> no, I mean... Yeah. I but know. I mean, you know, people say that about cancer and diabetes, right? They they're not, you know, 
there there are a lot of people that benefit from these diseases being around. Yeah. Right. right. So what's really going on? Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I mean, especially type type two diabetes, like, you know, that's that's, you know, that's a diet. Ma- pretty r- much. Right. Exactly. That's what you're eating. But but what are you told? You're told you're everything has sugar in it and everything you're told to eat those things that make you get type two diabetes. But it doesn't cereal it's, it's, so it's like set up yeah like, I know. the system is set up for us to be sick yeah that's right and guess what a lot of people are sick. Is, oh my God. now we're really on a funny <laughs> yeah we're getting yeah we went right, right, into right, like right now to that death. the hour is just about up we're yeah, talking about world conspiracies and now <laughs> have you speaking of um conspiracies speaking of and death. things in the news <laughs> did, did you well because it happened two years ago during the pandemic did you see have you seen any of the ufo videos that they, no they, oh like the pentagon tons of pilots and now the Pentagon has officially said, yep, there's things flying in the air. We don't know what they are. Yeah. We don't know how they work. We don't know where they're from. I know that they yeah. have admitted that there's UFOs. Right. Well, that, I never thought that would happen in my lifetime. Well, they're probably getting us ready for right. some well, that's, so that, catastrophe. So, right? Well, that's, I mean, there is there are conspiracy theorists. Never thought we were going to go down this this but it's not really it's i don't you know well that's what i'm saying well theory, there are people right? that think they're gonna fake an alien land an alien landing uh-huh. so that we can um, we fake the moon landing so why not yo we're landing? talking about this <laughs> i'm saying i was just telling mark that i i think they actually went to the moon but then faked some of the footage yes that's what i think oh yeah, yeah. i mean the, what we saw wasn't it yeah right. they probably have been to the moon but right yeah i mean there's little things like the spacesuit doesn't fit in the in the hole you know that thing that comes up like this yeah like the whatever. There's like little <laughs> there's, funny, there's funny things that don't make doohickeys. sense. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot funny of funny doohickeys. Yeah. I'm so scientific. That's the official NASA <laughs> NASA thing. So so when so is this gonna so speaking of the pandemic, is it gonna end? When is it gonna end? Or are we in perpetu- I think it's perpetual over. yeah. I don't know. I re- the people are being like Nazis about mandates and boosters and St- stuff. Are they? Yeah, Still? there's a guy who um was on like you can go on Twitter and stuff. I don't know the guy's name. He was a Canadian comedian, which is a funny title. Uh, he <laughs> had uh, uh, two shots, and then he was really, really sick. See, people don't talk about the vax injured, which you know right. bears is underreported and all this. His okay, so he was really, really sick on his in the hospital in the hospital bed. He's making a selfie video, going, "I am not getting the third. I am not getting uh, the third shot. Oh my god, I wouldn't have gotten two. Oh my god!" Mm. And then he died. Jeez. People get yeah, vax injured. No one's talking about yeah. it. Well, it's rare, right? I, no, it's not rare. Well, rare, rare, rare as far as the actual percentage of people. No, well, I've never met it. I've I know a lot of people that got shots and didn't. Well, okay, yeah. I know, but they like that word rare, which I think is not. Well, accurate. that's what it, one the one thing I learned well, as a psych. Well, I think psych the ma- number was like two hundred fifty thousand reported deaths. I think, but that's like old news. That was I was reading yeah. that, so I don't know what the number is now, but people being vax injured is in the millions. And so, and and, and abroad, there. Um, I didn't know we were going to start talking about this, but neither did I. Abroad, we're, we're, here. we're almost done anyway. So their VARES, which is the vaccine injured reporting site, is not called VARES. It's a different thing. Oh yeah. Um, which, by the way, they're always underreported because, like, the doctor would have to fill out a form, and it's a big yeah. pain and whatever. But um, over there, it's more accurate. Um, my friend, uh, my she's like so on this. She's got books, and she's mm. like really reading up on it, but. Um, you could do your own research and figure and find out what these numbers are, but there's more people that are vax injured. Like mm. that's why I say it's in the millions because the if you're going to count here, right, and right, and other people. The what? That's the one thing I learned as a psych major was you could have a study say whatever you want. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Speaking of like the right. rare, the word rarely, like yeah. you can, oh, yeah, rarely. you have a study say whatever you wanted to. And what Were you going to say something, Mark? Sorry. No. Oh, I thought you were. He goes, I'm just I rarely speak, at you Dave. Uh, no. rarely. You're like, I'm just yeah. looking at you two rarely. weirdos no. talking <laughs> about the, No, but what about all the athletes that are dropping dead? The myocarditis, you know, they're getting, it goes to your heart. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot. When you yeah. start really reading up on that, then you go, oh my God. Yeah. You know, maybe some of the vaccines were saline. Like, that's or, why, yeah. You know, I think. People, I think it's like anything like there's this there's this story and there's you know, there's both extremes to every story. Right. There's there's what we're hearing in the media and the doctors and whatever. And there's the absolute, you know, conspiracy that's saying, you know, you got injected with a tracer when you got your vaccine. But the truth is probably somewhere somewhere in the middle. Right. Is that does that make sense? Or, I know uh, what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, but we'll find, like you're saying, we'll find out year, you know, in well, years. It's coming out. Well, it's now. starting to come out it's now. It's coming so we'll out find now. Out. I mean, yeah. they, doctors got their licenses taken away because they gave people preventative measures right. instead of that's yeah. that's Nazism, Something's right? That's happened, fascism. Right. Yeah, not Nazism, fascism. <laughs> you know, totalitarianism. That's what that is. Right. I think we should all be scared to death. I really do. <laughs> I really do because they got away with that, and it was a big lie. Yeah. Well, big well, lies. The, whole, lie, I love the truth, the truth, we the went. truth has a way of making its way out. Right? That's true. Yeah. That's a nice positive yeah. note. To oh, end and on, we can end I'm on that. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming, Stacey. We have to come back and we'll discuss further things and yes, all that we stuff. will. We can right. talk about more gigs and uh, yes. gigs and all kinds of stuff. Awesome. Thanks. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>